Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on lifestyle design for millennials. I'm Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen. I hope you're having a beautiful day. I have a very special guest today. Her name is Sora Surano, and she is a sacred space holder, strategy alchemist, transformative business coach, international retreat leader, inspirational speaker, fire igniter, heart whisperer, and world traveler. She works with sovereign awakened women entrepreneurs to incorporate the art of feeling sacred into their business through rituals, ceremonies, and the Divine Feminine. Hi, Sora. Hello. It's so lovely to be here. Thank you, Eileen, for asking me to be a guest. I know. I'm so grateful that you're here. So let's jump into this interview. First, I'm just curious, what led you to pursue this path? Like, what exactly called you to do this sort of work? Of course. I've noticed for myself and others that I've worked with that you typically serve the way in which you desire to heal. And so for myself growing up, I've had some very interesting challenges when it's come to women. And so I first went on this path of learning what it looks like and feels like to heal my wounding around sisterhood. And as I was doing that, I also kind of landed in all these different jobs um, that helped me really lay the foundations to be a business coach. And so working with small businesses, being a consultant, understanding user-friendly experiences, and doing all that in conjunction with my spiritual practices gave gave me an opportunity to realize that there was a world outside of what I thought I knew that I could dive into that was filled with magic, creativity, inspiration, and the divine feminine. That's beautiful. Could you go into a little more detail on what you mean by wounds from sisterhood? Sure. So for much of the work that one might do regarding sisterhood, for many women, you might hear that word and cringe. And the idea is typically when growing up, whether you were a small child with your own siblings who might have been sisters to middle school to high school and having these wounds around other women or girls being catty or, quote, stabbing you in the back or having this place of comparison, it comes to this place of landing in your body and in your emotional body as real deep wounds. And so for myself, when I was quite young, my best friend, who we were, I think, in first grade at the time, was going through a lot within her own family. And so she ended up taking it out on me through emotional, verbal, and physical abuse. Um, And then just growing Growing up through the the years, I've just noticed how other women have been bullied or you have a group of friends and then all of a sudden you're not speaking to one of them and you have no idea why and all of these things that have happened. And so my devotion and commitment when I was older in life in my early 20s was to understand why was it that I was more comfortable having male friends and didn't trust any of my female counterparts. And so being curious around that allowed me the opportunity to be open enough to really see where that came from and then invite women who I felt were hugely conscious of their own understanding of themselves, responsible of their emotions and their language, who then became very dear friends 
friends of mine and who are now sisters of mine. I think that's so beautiful and it's something that I think so many women can relate to. I can relate to that. I know my best friend can definitely relate to that. She had a lot of like catty girl relationships throughout school but yeah it's something that I I guess not everyone talks about often I it's like I forgot about this issue but yeah wounds of sisterhood it's it's a thing it is and what's really interesting is as we grow older and we're in the workplace we're kind of told without even literally being told to just get over the things that happened in the past but they creep up on us and they're in this moment in time and all of a sudden you feel like life isn't the way you want it to be, or it's not joyful, or you're on this path that isn't actually even yours, and you have no idea who you are. And so that's when all of a sudden you start feeling into the different places of discomfort or the places that felt really triggering or were hurtful in the past to help you understand why you have you might have made the choices here now in the present, but that might not actually be in alignment with you and your highest good. And so then knowing and understanding that gives you the opportunity to make the best choices for you in your future. Yeah, I think that's so interesting. And I'm like, my mind is trailing off thinking about like, you know how when you see a group, there's like mostly guys and then one girl. I'm talking about like in in a team, whether it's in work, in the workplace or on TV, in superheroes, you know, there's like one woman and all guys. And it's because like, I think people have this subconscious belief that if you put two women together, there's going to be some sort of competition or some sort of like... I don't know if there's something there that is still prevalent in our society that not everyone addresses, but like I'm all for like lifting up women now. Like I love, love, love seeing women get together and support each other and also like, you know, talk about things that are not guys. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, that's huge. I think in film, there's like a term for that. It's like, did this film pass the the test where you have two female characters have a conversation that is not about a man? And it's very rare that films will pass that test. Interesting. I actually don't know that, but that's really fascinating and totally true. It's very, very true. It's a, yes, yes, yes. It's a thing. I got to find the name for that and put that in my, please do because I'm going to read the show notes and find that out from you. Thank you. Totally. Yes. So anyway, I love what you're doing. Um, Let's talk about your journey because you've hopped around a few places. I mean, you're from Guatemala and then you went to Thailand and New York City. Am I correct? Uh, Somewhat. So I'm actually born and raised in New York City. So I'm a New Yorker. And then, yes, I traveled around and lived in Guatemala and in Thailand for a little bit. And then have been, I was nomadic for a while as well. Can you describe what that means and what it it was like? What made you do that? Sure. So I actually got the travel bug after probably having spent two, three years in um, corporate. So I was in fashion and I was a merchandiser and doing all the fabulous things that one would think that they're supposed to do after college. And my body gave out. And when it gave out, I realized I was really actually quite unhappy and I was just going through the motions of life. And so I decided what could I do that was dramatically different that would be outside of the box and the norm? And that's when I started traveling. And I realized that at that moment, I was made up to travel. Like my entire makeup of my system is made to travel. And I really enjoyed it, but I didn't know that until later on. And so as I began doing that, I realized that there was so much out there in the world that I wanted to learn and experience. Um, And while doing so, it helped me 
gather the information I needed to understand who I really was. And so for me, traveling is really about reconnecting with myself and reminding myself who I am so that when I go back to, quote, normal life, that I don't get into this lost pattern of just doing day-to-day work for the sake of it, but remembering my truest essence and form and doing it for that reason. And so that's why travel had become so important. I love that. And I do agree that whenever you travel, you're more aware, right? Because you're thrown in a new environment. So your mind is, is turned on because everything is new. And it's, I love to travel every once in a while just to like shock myself a little bit, right? It just, there's always like some sort of shift that happens. Because if you stay in one place for too long, you can get really comfortable and then just sink into this like unconscious mindset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or it becomes even harder and harder to create changes. And so having the the space and time to travel creates a disruption in your system in a good way. And from that Mm -hmm. place, you can make new habits or new thought patterns or new ways of being. um, And that helps with allowing change to happen more gracefully. Yes. So if you want to make change, guys, travel. Yes. It doesn't have to be too far, but like just get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, or one of the best things to do if it feels overwhelming to go somewhere solo or gather your friends to go somewhere, um, the other thing is find a retreat. Like find a place where literally you have someone organizing, all you have to do is get yourself there and then you're well taken care of because just being a part of something with a group of people that you may not know could really expand your horizons around just possibilities. I love that you brought that up because I wanted to ask you about your retreats. Your You have women's circles and masterminds. Like I've never done that sort of thing before. So for our listeners who also have no experience ah. with that, can you, yeah, can you share what that's like? Just the, give us a taste. Yes, of course. I love it. So Circle is a way for women to gather together, a very safe space where we mindfully and intentionally put judgment to the side and we go through beautiful, graceful, intentional activities that we call rituals and ceremonies that activate this inner quality of creativity and just being embracing of the feminine. And so there's dancing and movement and drumming and singing and lighting candles and um, just doing all of these things where we naturally, when even if you start thinking, well, that doesn't sound so great or sounds a little uncomfortable, as soon as you're in it, your entire body wakes up and you remember. Because for generations, women have sat in circle before this time. And so it just is really nurturing. And what we typically need is a lot of time to nurture ourselves and we're not given that because the old paradigm of the masculine is is go 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 do 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 and for us to be able to just surrender into beauty and grace and womenly beautiful activity helps us feel really nourished and energized afterwards so that's circle and so in conjunction with circle then we get to do that on retreat so having this beautiful sacred location where you work with medicine people of that location and touch upon indigenous knowledge because I think the other part that we are desiring and craving is we're in such a technology phase and everything is so new and a lot of us want to remember the old like what's the old wisdom that us as the new generation who will change the world what is the old that we need to remember and honor in order to bring forth new inspiration and new um, emergence of a radical way of being but that comes from understanding the previous ways 
in a very sacred way. And so we take all of that information, all of those kinds of experiences, and then I bring that into a mastermind. And so a mastermind is just for highly conscious women entrepreneurs who desire to be real leaders in their community to create global impact. And we work with Circle to honor our business. And then from that place, create the strategies to help us launch our businesses in a bigger way while also remembering sacred practices that helps fuel and nourish our soul. I love it. It sounds so beautiful and so empowering. Like it's it's totally different from what we're taught in our current culture of like work hard. And yeah, you do need to take time to nourish yourself. And I'm all for like singing, dancing, and yes! all of those things. That, yeah, it's the beauty and power of the feminine yes. that is not always respected or held up in our society. I guess people think it's like a waste of time or I don't know, but I, I, I love that outlook. And I do agree that most people feel it is a waste of time, even women. And what I've noticed mm-hmm. is being on this path for a number of years, the more I can sit in the beauty and in the fun and the play, the more active and proactive I am with the work I do. It's just that work doesn't feel like work anymore. It doesn't feel like mm-hmm. crunching numbers or doing a to-do list or you know getting my blog out. But instead, it feels really really inspiring. And so then the work just flows out of me really beautifully. And then I get to rest because I was optimal in the time that I spent doing and creating so that when it goes out there in the world, it feels very um, in alignment with myself. And therefore, more and more women get to feel me and therefore are intrigued with my work because it doesn't feel fake. Support for this podcast comes from Taylor. With the Taylor app, chat with a personal stylist for free. It's fashion advice from a pro, all at your fingertips. Don't know what to buy to wear to that wedding or need ideas for how to style what's already in your closet? A Taylor stylist is ready to help. Go to taylorstylist.com slash LL to download for free today. That's T-A-I-L-O-R stylist.com slash LL. One more time, that's taylorstylist.com slash LL. So in those times where you're not in circle, like you're on your own, are there any exercises you can do on your own to like spark this sort of creativity and this flow? Absolutely. Let us know. (laughs) So um, one of the things that I highly encourage is even if you, like as entrepreneurs, you're constantly alone. Like that's just part of the deal. Um, And so I get that. And if you can at least find a really great group of women who are also entrepreneurs that you can meet weekly, either in person. And if not, like I have some that I meet over the phone or Zoom every week. And that helps really solidify who I am, why am I here, what's going on with me, what are my cycles, where am I tripping myself up, and what are the actions that I need to take. And it's all because I'm just amongst other women who are totally rooting me on. So that's one thing as a solo person at let's say your home that you can do the other is um ensuring that you have a really amazing group of people who support you. So whether that's being supported by yourself, Eileen, or by another coach or whatever that looks like so that you're feeling like you're being guided and that there's someone there to lean, you can lean on. And then the last bit is to always have some really fun rituals that you can do throughout the day. So many people might talk about self-care, like, you know, get up, get away from your computer after 
20 minutes or go drink your water or go for a run or do all those things. And my idea of it is like, can you take some time for magical care? And so magic care is around sitting and writing your prayer. And what I mean by prayer is just simply knowing and believing in what is true to come to your reality at this very moment. Or maybe it's lighting a candle and taking a moment and spritzing yourself with the with some yummy essential oils so that you can feel more cleansed and ready for the next thing. Or pulling an oracle card and noticing with laughter that it totally makes sense why you pulled that card. Um, but doing those kind of magical things helps you trust in the greater unknown, knowing that you have control of your life, but you can also co-create with the energies around you and you don't have to always do it alone and by yourself. I love hearing that. (laughs) I love the word magic care as well. Because, yeah, for me, it feels like most of the time I'm working alone. And I do meet up with girlfriends. Like, I had a great, like, three-hour lunch yesterday with a girlfriend. But I don't do it so often. It's not every week. It's, like, once a month or a couple times a month. But this is, yeah, like, weekly set dates. I love that. Okay, so I'm curious. This is another thing that I wanted to know. Like, do you have good advice for beating resistance? Mm, Absolutely, yes. So the first thing is to fully embrace it. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you're resistant around, I encourage all women to take a moment and actually feel the full resistance, not bypass it by going and um, watching a show or just pushing through it and getting shit done, but actually feel the resistance in your body and allow it to feel very uncomfortable. And then as you're doing that, ask yourself, Why am I resistant? And ask yourself that question over and over again, because the first reason why you think you're resisting is actually not the real reason. It's your brain and your ego trying to share with you all the different things, but typically resistance has to do with either fear or the... um, or hesitation with the unknown. And so, or it's because you know it's actually really, really good for you. And so therefore, how could you possibly have something so good happen in your life? So if you if you begin to understand the depths of where that comes from, then you can acknowledge it. And then you allow that to come forth and be present in your system. And you say, okay, I see you and acknowledge that right now there's an incredible amount of fear, fear of being seen. And I see why that's the case. And I completely love you for protecting me and willing me to not actually do the thing that I want to do. So I totally get you and it's going to be told, it's going to be fine. And so when you do that and you identify the problem out loud, just like when you're having a conversation with a dear friend or your partner and you know there's something there and you don't say it, it just percolates and simmers until you blow. But when you actually talk about it, even though you're so fearful around it, when you identify the problem, it totally dissipates and you're fine and everything yeah, works itself out. Yeah. So same thing with resistance, just allow your yourself the opportunity to just really engage and share out loud and then the pivotal piece is that if you can then share that with someone else if you can share that with another person and say so honestly this is what's happening with me I'm wondering if you can hold space while I process and figure out why this is so freaking hard and then you come and you share okay I get it I get why this is so hard now I'm telling you why and you ask that person not to try and fix you but just hold that space and say I get it I see you because that gives you the opportunity to be responsible and you get to see yourself move through it which is very empowering 
empowering. And by the time you're finished with that, you're going to have a good cry or you're going to laugh or you're going to be able to breathe and feel expansion in your in your body. And you'll have this aha moment. It's almost like angels start singing to you from the heavens. Like You're like, oh, I feel so much better. Why was this such a thing? And that's when you can move on to the next step with a lot of grace. That was like the best advice for beating (laughs) resistance I could ever have expected. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. I think it's, yeah, most people don't look at it in the face and acknowledge it. And I love that you can talk to it as if it's a friend. Like, you know, I I get where you're coming from, but it's going to be okay. I need to have that conversation with myself because I go through this like resistance all the time when like creating stuff or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just in this journey. So I'm going to like personally go back and listen to that over again. Listeners, like go go back, re- rewind. <laughs> that was really amazing. Thanks, Eileen. Okay, so last question. What are you most excited about right now? What are you working on right now? Oh, I'm so excited about the fact that I'm working on so many things and that I have this insatiable appetite to continue sharing the sacred with all. Um, And so I'm traveling a lot starting from um, end of summer onward and connecting with different types of women. And so it feels really good to step into this place of speaking and training other women with women's circles and inviting women into an ongoing mastermind to support them with their business. So I would say there's that. And I guess the one, one great, great thing that is thing that is new is I have a journal that I've published that will be on Amazon um, with 21 practices to help you stay in the sacred with yourself and your business. So that would be one of the all-time favorite um, shares of mine at this very moment. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sora. I'm definitely going to link everything in the show notes, your journal, and also everyone out there. You can check her out at Sora Surano. That's S-O-R-A-S-U-R-Y-A-N-O dot com. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like the podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps me so much and also helps other people find the show. You can also catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. All right, love you all. Bye.